Nicola, this is Fox Force 5. How are you? We're back. Yeah. We're back after our Easter break. <laughs> yeah. Which feels yeah. like it was actually like a month and not two weeks, but we're here. We no, decided to take the two weeks. Yeah. We were like the teachers. Yeah. We That's decided it. to take the two weeks. Uh, and uh, why not? I, we were in Ireland for a little bit of it. And um, obviously, you've been busy with your new house and you were in Clarny for a bit and all that stuff. And you guess. And so why not take it when you when you can get it? So, yeah. So all good. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I'm just keeping an eye on the dog here because I don't know what he's eating. He's eating various things and uh, there could be noise. What is that he's eating? <laughs> anyway <laughs> so uh, I am grand 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 that's grand. your life now worrying about what people have in their mouths oh he's a bone he's some random bone from somewhere seven or eight years <laughs> uh, yes that's it what are they eating are they choking yeah that's uh, life at the yeah. moment yeah what have you got in your mouth what have you got in your mouth yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no all we're all is well it's a beautiful day here in Ireland and I uh, got my hair cut I've a real mom haircut now which is like kind of soul destroying but uh, practical I think <laughs> as well and uh, yeah, <laughs> things like that. Like a mom haircut. Like, if, to my mind, a mom haircut is like the le- lowest maintenance haircut possible. So, well, that's kind of it. I cut it nice all off. Bob. Yeah, I've cut loads off yeah, it because like a- I can't be faking arse through it. And I'm not yeah. even, don't even have the baby yet. So, um, yeah, bad. And uh, it was just in Duns today and actually was oh, the first time action. being in a shop actually buying baby stuff. So, I bought a few bits for the baby, which was nice. My first, I bought bits online, you know. But nothing in person, so it was my first time. Touch and feel, yeah. Yep. So it was very cute. Now I got some uh, very cute little vests and stuff. She's so tiny, like my god. But uh, yeah, she's there, right? She sometimes feels like she's about to tr- crawl out of my stomach, you know, with the kids <laughs> getting these days. So um, yeah, all madness, but all, all the elbows good. and the knees and the feet, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Kelly, tell oh, us. So so many people have been asking me. About the marathon and Kelly and the oh. training and saying fair play to you. So before we even <sighs> kick off, I just want to say we're so proud of you. Everybody oh, who listens stop. to the podcast. Oh, stop. Don't start now. My nerves are fucking shit. Wait till you get on and you'll be amazing. <laughs> I'm so, so proud of you. You've done serious work uh, over the last weeks. And it's been so. lovely because honestly, I've had people messaging me and everything, asking about it because people aren't oh. sure when it is. So it <laughs> is this weekend. So oh, God. pinning June for Kelly. <laughs> I every now and again like I when I think about it you know it's just that feeling like anything if you've ever been nervous about anything in your life you know that feeling in the pit of your stomach like when you're sick and like your heart starts going a bit faster and it's just adrenaline and fear and um, my hands go cold and (laughs) and then I'm like stop thinking about it because you're actually wearing yourself out you know burning energy thinking about it and this week is supposed to be all about like conserving your energy Mm. not doing anything too risky eating a lot of carbs hydrating all that stuff and I may be doing half those things you know but um yeah very nervous like very regretful about not doing some extra things I should have been doing and um worried about where I'm going to pull that last sort of 10 or 12k from that I wouldn't have done in my long runs um but I'm hoping the adrenaline and the crowd will get me through and the pain won't be too much that I'll have to stop. <laughs> oh, no, you'll be me. And remember, um, you can stop, like, don't, as in, you can stop and start and stop and yeah. start. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> I Jeffing, was in my uh, first engineering class this week and I was thinking about you because she was like, 
people think people will compare like labor to a marathon, you know, and like yeah. you don't have to run the marathon in one go. You can stop and start and stop and start. Yeah, and that's how we should yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, you well, know, as, as my friend Emer said to me the other day, she's like, you've you've given birth to babies. You can do this. Like, yeah, that's harder. I was like, yeah, yeah you're right, actually. Um, but I suppose giving birth is not optional. You'd stop birth <laughs> if you could. <laughs> But like, I think like, you know, it's amazing you can put your name forward for it. So, you know, it takes balls to even start the training process and all that. Or madness. Yeah, or madness, one or the other. So we're Mm -hmm. very, very proud of you. Everyone is. So I just want to say best of luck. We'll have a, we'll have, hopefully hear the uh, rundown of how you got on next week. (laughs) Well, for anybody that comes across it, you can actually track me. You can hop Uh on the London Marathon app and just look up my name. And you'll be able to see my little dot. They call it dot watching, you know, you'll be able to follow me around London oh, on Sunday okay. and hopefully I won't be stationary for anywhere too long oh. and <laughs> anybody who's in line. London next weekend there you go keep an eye out for Kelly yeah. <laughs> do Absolutely, you have a number yeah. yet no you'll have your number on session I have well yeah um, I do have my number but again it's in uh, it's in that app but um Four something something something. Sounds I, lucky. Sure. <laughs> lucky number four. <laughs> four six nine two five. Representing Ireland. Yay, <laughs> well, I don't know if they say representing, but I'll have Ireland on my I hope number. Stuart is bringing the nice. Ireland flag. <laughs> I hope he is. I've got a few little. I've got a few little Ireland things to stick on my on my top. You know, like oh. I've got a little shamrock and a flag and stuff. So I'll put some them on me somewhere. But wow. um. Oh, God. Here we go again. There's the nerves flaring again. Um, But anyway, and I must say thank you so much to my friend Jill, who, oh, my God, during the week I looked at our accommodation that I booked Mm -hmm. and I realised two things. One, I booked it for one person, not two. And secondly, that uh, there was no windows. No windows. Oh, shit. That's a big thing in London. Yeah. Oh, no. So... God, I had freaked out about it, but to the rescue, our friend Jill and her husband Paul and their family were going to go and stay with them out in Chislehurst. And honestly, it's so funny because Jill is like, oh my God, she's since... Since I got onto her, she's been like my fucking PA. She's like, right, <laughs> what are you having for breakfast? What time do you need to go? I'm oh, going to drive you there. Sir. Right, where can I pick you? Can I pick you up from the re- the expo? I'll do this. I'll do that. We'll do that. Then we'll do this. And then you can do... And like, she is just like... Initially, I was just like, Jill, stop, stop. I'll make my own way there. It'll be fine. I'll make my own thing. And now she's just turned into my like executive assistant and she's getting me everywhere this Aww. weekend. And like, so actually, I'm so grateful and she's been so good. So thank you so, so much, Jill. She's Bless such her. a star. Um, and so you're yeah, obviously going to a few drinks afterwards as well with all that gang. Yeah, even though it's a terrible house. idea and I'll probably literally die on Monday. But <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll, you know, if I survive it, I will definitely be celebrating on Sunday night. Uh, probably two drinks and pass out. But um, you will survive. You will survive. And it's going to be the most satisfying feeling in the world, I'm sure. As well. Watch this space. They say your first one is the, the big one, you know. So I'm doing it with a girl, Claire, who I worked with a million years ago. And we've kind of reconnected over the oh, training nice. and stuff. And it's been great. So um, she's running for Alzheimer's UK. I'm just a I'm just a fun runner, as they say. I'm okay. not actually doing it for charity. Um, so it's she's got um, she's been putting a lot of training in and, and she has a personal connection to that charity as well. So it's really special for her. So, yeah, it's going to be emotional. It's going Aww, to be emotional. We can't wait. I can wait to see yeah. the pictures. I'm so sad. If I wasn't eight and a bit months pregnant, I would be there for sure. <laughs> shouting you on. So I'm oh, gutted I won't I be there. But we will be there in spirit. And I can't wait. There's a thing on the app where you can send messages. Uh, and if it, if it just so happens that it works, you're lucky. It might go on a gantry as you pass oh, under cute. it. 
<laughs> so that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll keep an eye on the gantries, but like, you know, there's probably 40 people Aww. passing under the gantries any one time. But yeah. it, if it happens that you're with someone who, you know, if you, yours just pops up or whatever, because they do it oh, based on your chip, you know. Um. So, yeah, that's it's all good. very clever. It's all Aww. Uber like, you know. But thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, there'll be a post uh, match report next week of some sort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. I might even record a little bit on my phone right at the finish line to share. Uh, we get Stuart to record emotion. you crossing the line for sure anyway. Not a hope. He won't yeah. get anywhere near the finish oh, line. Oh, really not? Nah. No. I won't see him till about, I'd say 10 or 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes after really? I finish. I'd say, Where yeah, does it finish? Maybe more. Where does it finish? On Horse Guards Parade outside oh, Buckingham cool. Palace. Oh, cool. Wow, mm. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. we left there's to no, watch it. There's no <laughs> public around the finish line. Like there's a, they're there in the run up to the finish yeah. line, but there's no public around the okay. finish line. And then you have to kind of keep going, keep walking. They have all these kind of meeting points and stuff. 40,000 people. It's a lot of people's corral, yeah, like, you yeah. know what I mean? So, um, but Simon, but there it's always on the telly, isn't it? It is on the telly, but it's quite um, funny because already I'm getting that sort of like, I feel slightly embarrassed that I'm not running for charity because, you know, there's always someone doing something for charity or like, so it feels like they're a bit more worthy. And then, then there'll be like people doing it fucking in a fire men's suit and there'll be someone doing yeah. it carrying a bath or a fridge or something and you'd be like oh Jesus Christ I know but Kelly you know? like you know to do it at all is a massive Your own accomplishment challenge. I know. don't be thinking like I know. that I know. Yeah. I know I know I know hard on yourself <laughs> I know it's stupid but anyway okay so thank you thank you that was so sweet thanks very much um, some of my items are very long today so we're going to have to curtail all of them because we've been yapping too long already cool okay well we move on then number one one so this is quite interesting I can't even remember where I read this it might have been RT um, but it's that feeling of blah you know when you just feel blah when you're not I like I kind of call very it happy. meh 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 or blah <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I thought it was interesting because a girl has actually written a book about it called hmm. Feeling Blah Why Anhedonia Has Left You Joyless and How to Recapture Life's Highs um, she's a journalist called Tanith Carey and anyway the idea is we all struggle to see the bright side sometimes and even things we usually enjoy suddenly seem flat it doesn't necessarily mean we're depressed we're just feeling a bit meh blah and this word anhedonia is what means it's, in, it's a Greek word for without pleasure. So Carey says life's tough at the moment. It's not just the cost of living crisis. A modern life can be um, more convenient, but it can overload our brains with more messages and comparisons with others than we can process. I just did a very good example of that there a minute ago, <laughs> creating overwhelm. I'm completely overwhelmed at the moment. Yes. Um, the result of this overload can be numbness, emotional flatlining and feeling blah. I don't feel, I don't feel blah at the moment. I feel fucking strung out. Um, you may also lose motivation to do what makes you feel good, which creates a vicious circle. Even when you're supposed to be enjoying yourself, you may feel like you're really not having a good time. Um and you don't want to be around other people. And anhedonia is the missing word in our mental health discussion. Um, she says that while depression is at one end of the spectrum and happiness is at the other, the grey space in the middle is where many of us live our lives and it's never really discussed. I think this is a really good point, uh, actually, because it's this sort of Instagram thing as well of like, oh, life is perfect. And then the extreme is like the drama and the bad things that happen. But everything else kind of happens in between those two things, doesn't it? And that's like most stuff, you know. Um so anyway, she says, with all this to contend with, it's even more important that we find ways to beat the blah and circulate feel good chemicals. So she's got some tips for us. One, take screen breaks to dial down the cortisol. Yeah, we know this one already. I won't go into it too much. Um, 
Two, always have something to look forward to. It feels good. This is an excuse to get that holiday booked, people. Uh, always have something to look forward to. It feels good when you anticipate something you want and then you get it. Carrie says this circulates the feel-good neurotransmitter dopamine around the brain's reward pathway. One of the key ways to boost dopamine is by looking forward to things. So every week, have at least one activity in your diary you're looking forward to, whether it's coffee with a friend or a visit to a beauty spot. Three, write a no-do list. This is especially for my friend Diane who has 50,000 lists. Carrie says research shows people need two hours of leisure activity a day to be happy. Holy shit. And a good way of finding that time is by redrawing your to-do list. She suggests writing a list of things you do every week and asking yourself if you really need to do them. I was sho- I was um, of you. shoving a biscuit in my mouth there. Sorry, as you said. But like leisurely activities, like what? As in, like get out of house, watching TV you know, for a couple okay, hours as well. Like you know, just like to... downtime where you're not okay. doing anything. Right. You know, yeah. um, as you decide can, what tasks you can drop off, um, there won't be any negative consequences for you or anyone else as a result. Um, but once you've slimmed down your task list, you feel lighter and more able to enjoy your downtime. Number four, shake it up. The brain releases more dopamine dopamine when it's seeking out or experiencing something new as well as always having something in your diary to look forward to search out irregular novel experiences like visiting a place you haven't been before or trying an activity for the first time I think that's a really good idea and actually I've talked about this before about talking to people you don't know and meeting new people it's a similar kind of thing so number five look around when you go for a walk when you're out walking are you still checking your phone and thinking about your to-do list um it's basically saying you need to and there's science behind this um the University of Southern California did a study and they found people were much happier and socially connected when they didn't take their phones on walks. Amazing. Uh, Number six, listen for birdsong. We're wired to take notice of the sounds of nature in our survival. According to a 2022 study by King's College London, listening for birdsong, even if it's recorded, improves mental well-being in as little as two weeks. Isn't that wild? Literally. Really now halfway around the marathon being like, I'll just try on a bit of bird song. <laughs> Can you stop shouting? Can you stop shouting at me? Uh, number seven, sing along to your favourite chorus. This one we can get behind, Nicola. Carrie says one of the easiest things to get dopamine circulating is to sing along to a song you Yay. love, especially if it has a big chorus. Your dopamine levels build as you anticipate your favourite bit, she explains. To get the maximum effect, sing along with others too, whether it's in a choir or concert or football match. Studies have found singing with others increases the release of the bonding chemical oxytocin and as well as the stress relieving endorphins for a triple whammy. We need to talk about this another time, but you see, there's been loads of scandal here in the UK recently about people singing at performances of musicals. Oh, they had to actually shut yeah, down a couple of musicals I in recent saw last week there was loads of controversy about it. And then no. Alison Hammond made some comment and she got into trouble about it. And yeah. so is that happening a lot? So, yeah, it is. It is. They had a, one of the theatres in Edinburgh put out a statement saying they needed people to stop um, abusing their staff and stuff as well. Wow. Like, it's wild. This is like middle-aged women going out, getting absolutely smashed and then going into these shows and being like animals, basically. But um, anyway, don't behave like an animal, but do sing along. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and number eight, uh, chat with new people. Oh, that's my other thing. So having a small talk with people you don't know may sound awkward, but it helps Blast blah feelings, promises Carrie. She says studies have found that although we expect to feel happier if we're left alone on public transport, when we strike up a conversation with a stranger, the opposite is true. We enjoy our journeys much more and feel happier and more connected afterwards. So there you go. And she's got actually, that book is out uh, if you're interested in it, which I, I think it sounds really interesting. Um, and her name is Tenneth Carrie. 
So there you go. Beat the blah. Interesting name. Um, I find since we got a dog, lots of people stop to talk. It's mad. Yeah. Oh my God. It's yeah. mad. We've Similar all- with a baby now, you'll notice really? everybody and children. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a icebreaker with yeah. people, you know. A lot of people mm. be like, oh, what is he? And, and then they'll have a dog and you have to be like, what is he? <laughs> it's like, yeah. and even sure. Doggy etiquette. people has been like, I really need to improve my doggy etiquette. And it's like, and where did you get doggy him? Chair. And like, we start off the story by, you know, obviously like he was... So Ted, we rescued Ted's mom him. was from a puppy farm <laughs> and they were rescued yeah. and all that stuff. But like, it looks, sounds so bad because like, <laughs> Jer, when he tells the story, goes, well, there was these puppy farms. About, and it sounds like he's saying that we got dead from the puppy. <laughs> and, and like me and Lily the other day were like, Jerry, you're going to have to change your wording of your, of yeah. your story. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 he yeah, was yeah. rescued, but you're making it sound like. Yeah, he needs to word it differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was funny. So, so you don't like, sound like you're bad people. Yeah, yeah. bad dog parents. But it's actually really nice. I have to say, even neighbours and stuff now we've met mm-hmm. since being out walking, Ted, that like when we just happen to talk to people, because you kind of would wave with some, at somebody in the estate, yeah. we wouldn't really stop. And I think when they have a dog mm-hmm. now, you're kind of forced to stop because they're like saying hello and stuff. And it's so it's kind of good nice. timing in that respect that you're meeting yeah. your neighbours and all that. Yeah, yeah it's it good, is nice. It? So I get mm-hmm. I get what she's saying there as well. It definitely does pull you out of like the, the blah. <laughs> it's that other thing as well of like, and I did this today and I probably shouldn't have, I was going to go into the office to work today, but I didn't have any reason to. And then mm. I was just like, oh, I can't be bothered because I have so much to organise for the weekend and that. But I actually enjoy going in there because yeah, you do you meet people and you have little chit chats and you have little experiences during the day that, you know, at home every day is the same thing. And as much yeah. as I love Stuart and the girls, it's just seeing those same people <laughs> all the time every day, you know. Yeah, I like um, to so, I like going to the office yeah. too, yeah. And I think we can be lazy and it maybe doesn't yeah. do us any good, you know. But anyway, there you go. Uh, moving over to you, Nicola, number two. Two. So this week um was a kind of an unexpected enjoyment that I had over the last week because last Friday we decided that we were going to try to get in our last few weeks of like being able to do stuff what without having doing? a baby. So <laughs> yeah. we went to see the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. So Dungeons oh, and yes. Dragons uh, Honor Among Thieves. And uh, we kind of had no expectations of it. Like, I like sci-fi things, you know, not sci-fi, like uh, fantasy stuff. I love that. And, like, we watched a cartoon when we were kids, do you remember? We would have yeah. watched it. And uh, and it's funny because, actually, it, it's not as popular as I thought it would. Like, I went, we went with Shane and, and Jer and Lily went and, like, they had never, those the lads had never watched those cartoons when we were kids. Whereas no we did. Yeah, and it was big in our house. And even the lads yeah. would have had, like, you know, toys and stuff from Dungeons and yeah. Dragons. But anyway, um, so we went to it with no expectations, been. really. And, like, there hasn't been that much hype about it online. But it was absolutely brilliant. Really, wow. really, really enjoyed it. It was such wow. a laugh. Very, mm-hmm. very well written. Kind of like early Marvel in the way that it's written or like the first Guardians of the Galaxy, kind of uh, like very witty, very quick wit. And Mm. um, yeah, very, very much enjoyed it. So Chris Pine is like the main character in it. Oh, he's in it as well. So he's very good. You know, the way he kind of has Mm -hmm. good wittiness about him. Hugh Grant is in it as well. Oh, And um, plays brilliant character. And it's totally like, yeah, of course you could go with your kids. But it's all ages, like you and Stuart could go see it about the kids and you'd have a, a gas time, you know. That's why mm-hmm, I kind of liked mm-hmm. it. It's kind of for everybody. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, well worth seeing it. Like Hugh Grant in it is very, very good. Um, Michelle Rodriguez is also one of the main characters. Um, Reggie Jean Page from oh, Bridgerton. Yeah. 
He's yeah. again, he's in it as well, and obviously he's very easy on the eye, so he's a nice <laughs> man to stare at. And mm-hmm. uh, just a very good storyline. Really enjoyed it. Even like five minutes in, you're having a really good laugh and uh, would definitely recommend. So people with kids, without kids, definitely I would go. It's actually work going to the cinema to see just because it was so funny. Like, mad. Okay. Like lately, we've gone to see a lot of stuff that yep. kind of Marvel movies and stuff like that. None of them mm. have been as funny. You know, they're not Aww. that good. Is, this, is there going to be more of them, do you think? Yeah, there's definitely going to be a second. Yeah. They kind of left it open that there'll be a second. And is this sure. based on the, if memory serves me correct, a group of kids go to fun fair, go on a roller coaster, goes no, on the roller coaster, so and I they go into a different dimension? Yeah, that's the original. So there was a yeah. few nods to the original. You can tell like there's okay. lots of nods to the game as well about like mm-hmm. how you need this power to do this and blah blah blah. Yeah, but similar kind of characters, but no, it's not based on the original. No, it's more okay. that they're in this fantasy world and like there's nothing to do with our world and they... Oh, know, they live in the fantasy yes, world. Yes, it's okay. just a fantasy okay. okay. storyline, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but excellent. Very, very well done. Highly recommend. Good. So that was my nice, nice. recommendation. Um, I actually went to the cinema on the Easter break as well. I haven't been to cinema for... I can't even remember the last time I was at the cinema. And we went to see Mario Brothers, which is brilliant. So mm. that's just a tip for anybody who's got kids or not. Yeah, it's actually really good, really funny. Um, it's short and it's simple and it's not complex, but it's really good fun as well. So highly recommend. Um, okay, cool. Moving on, number three. Three. So our fox of the week this week is someone who I've seen kind of crop up recently on social media for different things. Not she's not in anything or doing anything or whatever, but I thought we better do this person before she dies. Oh god, because <laughs> she's very old now, <laughs> um, and she is such a huge icon in the world of acting and singing and musicals. It is none other than Julie. Andrews or Dame Aww. Julie Andrews if you like um, she was born in Surrey in 1935 which makes her what 88 yes yes yeah um, and uh, she was an English motion picture stage and musical star noted for her crystalline four octave voice and her charm and skill as an actress at the age of 10 Andrews began singing with her pianist mother and singer stepfather in their music hall act I actually did a more background check on this stuff and he was actually supposed to be right bollocks and tried to get into bed with her a few times and things and she locked her she used to lock her door and, oh. um, but anyway uh, she demonstrated a remarkably po- remarkably powerful voice with perfect pitch she made her solo professional debut in 1947 singing an operatic aria in Starlight Roof a review staged at the London Hippodrome she made her Broadway debut in 1954 in the American production of the popular British musical spoof The Boyfriend in 1956 she created the role of the Cockney flower girl Eliza Doolittle in Alan J. Lerner and Frederick Lowe's classic musical My Fair Lady Andrew's performance was universally acclaimed and the production became one of the biggest hits in Broadway history as well as a huge success in Britain by the way, did you see the Phantom of the Opera closed on Broadway today after 34 years? Uh, on Broadway, it's still in the West End though, is it? Wild. Uh, I've never seen Andrew's it. Last... I actually would like to see it. I would like to go see it. I, I haven't seen it live. live. I've seen it on yeah. a live version on Sky Arts or something. And live. I was like, it blew my mind. I was like, mm, the story mm, is mad. so weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, Although she lost the part of Eliza in the film version of My Fair Lady, she did make, who was Catherine Hepburn, didn't it, that played Eliza? Um, She did make her movie debut that year. After seeing her performance in Camelot, Walt Disney went backstage and offered Andrews the title role of the magical, proper English nanny, 
Mary Poppins. The picture became one of Disney's biggest moneymakers and Andrews won both a Grammy and an Academy Award for her performance. The wholesome role and image, however, would prove difficult for Andrews to shed. Her portrayal of the governess and aspiring nun Maria in The Sound of Music, one of the top grossing films of all time, earned Andrews another Academy Award nomination and further reinforced her reinforced her sweet goody goody image she attempted to change that image with dramatic non-musical roles in such films as the Americanization of Emily and Alfred Hitchcock's Torn Curtain but these were overshadowed by her musicals whose success made her one of the biggest stars of the decade by the late 60s however traditional film musicals were declining in popularity boo Andrews starred in two expensive musical flops Star and Darling Lily the latter produced directed and co-written by Blake Edwards whom she married in 1970 and was considered by many as a has-been. She continued to make a television television concert appearances um, and using the name Julie Edwards she wrote two children's books which I never knew. She did not however have another notable film role until 1979 when she played a supporting part in Edwards' popular comedy 10. Beginning with that picture audiences began to accept Andrew in a wider range of roles. It's funny with some of these big stars you think they've always been huge and always been famous but actually a lot of them were kind of out in the wilderness for like 10 yeah. or 15 years and they kind of come back, back. or they come and go, you know. Mm. Um, she proved herself a versatile actress that dipped both comedy and drama and she received an Academy Award nomination for a performance as a woman impersonating a male female impersonator in Edward's Victor Victoria. She also widely pra- was widely praised for a portrayal of a violinist in blah, blah, blah. She was in The Princess Diaries, Princess <laughs> Diaries 2. She did the voice of the Queen in Shrek. She's been Despicable Me, Despicable Tree, blah, blah, blah. Um, she won a Grammy again in 2011 for her collection of poem songs and lullabies, which was a spoken word album for children. It's quite cute. Mm. Um, right, moving along. Oh, yes, yeah, so she wrote... Okay. She reprised her role in Victor Victoria and Broadway in 95 and stirred up controversy when she refused to accept a Tony nomination for her performance, the only nomination the show received because she felt the rest of the cast and crew, which included director Edwards, had been egregiously overlooked. In 1997, Andrews was inducted to the Theatre Hall of Fame. Three years later, she was made Dame Commander of the Order of the British Empire and she wrote her autobiography, Home, A Memoir of My Early Years and Homework, A Memoir of My Hollywood Years. The latter was written with her daughter, Emma Walton Hamilton. She admits she never recorded, recovered from botched a, a botched attempt to remove nodules from her vocal cords in 1997. Her famous four-octave soprano was then reduced to a fragile alto. She was quoted at the time as saying, I can sing the hell out of Old Man River. That's so sad. Subsequently, from mm-hmm. 2000 onwards, um, Zitlis, a director of the Massachusetts General Hospital Centre for Laryngeal Surgery and Voice Rehabilitation, operated on her four times and while able to improve her speaking voice, was unable to restore her singing. Can you imagine? She was in 2002 ranked number 59 in the BBC's poll of the 100 Greatest Britons. So there you go. Some life, but actually, like it sounds terrible, but like... I think it was Lily, it was uh, like Princess Diaries 3, you know, they're making another one and she mm. said she wasn't going to be part of it. And like two different people said to me they thought she was dead. <laughs> I was like, oh God. She has been around yeah, such a long time. A but long like, time. Oh my God, just even, you know, Sound of Music and Mary Poppins, like she's just had such an impact just oh, with the, the from sound, those two those roles. Those two alone, yeah, it's mad. But yeah, still, yeah. such a beautiful voice. I thought there was something about Audrey Hepburn played the part in Fair Lady, My Fair Lady, but Julie Andrews sang. Julie Andrews was her voice, her singing voice in My Fair maybe. Lady. Maybe. Yeah, so maybe. I was looking to that. I don't know why that's in my head or maybe I've just... Oh, did I say that. Catherine Hepburn? Yeah, Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. Um, and then she's, she's she was lovely. actually the singing voice of it, which is mad. It's just a little mad well, story. 
my memory of her as well is she's quite good bents like and she's always yeah. been the person that would go on the talk shows and go on the Muppets and go on, you yeah. know, stuff and poke fun at herself and all that as well. So yeah, lovely. good sport. She seems lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got Julie Andrews, Fox of the Week. Yep. Right. Over to you, Nick. Number four. Four. Very good. I have a very um, simple one for you this week, which I meant to do actually ages ago because it gave me a lot of joy. But um, so do you remember ages ago we covered the Humans in New York? So Humans in New York mm. is like this This guy takes photos of people and then kind of writes about their story and things like that. So there mm. is a different version of that for dogs called the Doggist. So it's no. basically like an artist. So he's a photographer. He takes pictures of dogs and then he writes like their story. And sometimes uh, there'll be videos stop. and sometimes there'll be photos and all that. And he kind of tells you the story about the dog and stuff. Oh. So I followed it ages ago. It's an absolute joy of an account. They're on everything as the doggist. So okay, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it, it's, he's on everything. Um. And basically, it's just pictures of dogs and stories of dogs, just like humans in New York. And like um, lots of times, so like just the most recent one there is like Oscar, golden retriever, two years old. uh, And then he says like where it is, so it's New York. He's a service dog dog, um, from uh, Little Angels in California. So now he's my little Mm. angel. This is the owner talking. So now he's my little angel. He didn't have the attention attention span. It's supposed to be 15 minutes. His is 30 seconds. My friends joke mm-hmm. that I can't bring him on first dates anymore. It's cheating. Only th- <laughs> only third dates now. <laughs> uh. And just as gorgeous golden tears. There's all kind of stories of like just the owners. Lots of videos too of him approaching people and saying like, can I photograph your dog and stuff? And then you'll hear mm-hmm. the person's story about the dog and they, you know, where Aww. they got the dog and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So it's very, very straightforward and lovely and easy follow but uh, like I said it's mm-hmm. on all the different like social media platforms sometimes and you're going to take Ted with you to New York for holiday and hunt <laughs> him down it. he goes all around the place there was <laughs> so one... jerk and embarrass you <laughs> yeah. there was one further down I remember when I was originally looking at it and he had a really strange face kind of a deformed face and he actually had cancer oh. in his mouth so he had had oh, like stop. part of his mouth removed and stuff and it was all about his story so it's like it's not just like Cute little dogs, all <laughs> mad looking dogs and stuff. Like, really I'm sorry for laughing, but your man probably sees a deformed dog and he like runs at him full pelt to get the story. Yeah, it's funny. Um, but like, and oh bless some of these dogs, you should see the cut of them. Like, they look, they look mental. Like this one here, I've had her for 13 years. She's blind, but thankfully, otherwise, she's still as strong as she can be. When she could see, she would jump at animals on TV and think they were in the room with her. No Kentucky Derby. <laughs> And Aww. just like this little pug looking thing with two really like blind eyes wearing a Burberry Aww. jacket. <laughs> so just stuff like that. Love it's it. really cute. So yeah, enjoy Aww. it. The doggest available the doggest. on all social media now. Yeah, it's nice. a lovely fellow. Yeah, enjoy. Cool. Good. Okay, number five. Five. So a very quick one this week for number five. Lewis Capaldi has reflected on the first time he watched his documentary, How I'm Feeling Now. Have you watched it yet? No, I heard yeah. it's a bit heavy and but it very is, yeah, it's all, it's all right. No, nah, it's we all right. Like, it's not that heavy. I haven't watched any TV hardly lately, so I have loads yeah. of stuff to watch. But yeah, I would like to watch it for sure, yeah. Yeah, so while speaking to The Independent uh, for a recent interview, he recalled watching back the final cut of the Netflix documentary. Um, he said, I didn't realise how much my anxiety and Tourette's was taking over my life until I watched Joe's footage back. 
When I saw the first draft, it was so depressing. I was surprised I didn't die at the end. I mean, there's always the sequel. Haha. Um, directed by Joe Perlman. It was released on the 5th of April. The documentary followed Lewis's process as he created a second album, Broken by Desire, to be heavenly sent. The documentary depicts the singer's personal struggles, including living with anxiety and Tourette's syndrome. He said, when I have a panic attack, it feels like I'm going insane, completely disconnected from reality. And he says, I can't breathe. I can't feel my breath going in. It's... um. We watched it at the weekend. It's good. Like, it's very formulaic documentary. Like, there's lots of kind of montages of him performing on stage and his sort of meteoric rise to fame, you know. Um, yeah, but it was like it is interesting, lash, I'd say, what, what he went through. Yeah. Some of the stuff, like, during lockdown, he was basically, like, writing and recording in a tiny studio he built mm. in his parents' garden, Mad. which is in... Not that far, actually, from where we live. You know, it's in the middle of nowhere in Scotland. And um, he, you know, and you're like, so he's very, he's a very normal guy. You know, he he comes across as a total regular Joe, you know. But then there's these bits where, like, he drives down the street at home and he said, you you said, I don't know what it's like to be anonymous anymore. And literally he stopped at the lights and he, and there's people like way over there and they're like, they can, you can, can see, see that they're them. like going, is that Lewis Camaldi? Is that Lewis Camaldi? And then, and he drives past and they're like waving at him and he's waving at him. Like he can't even Mad. drive down the street. Never mind walk down the street, you know. Um, I saw him telling a story so, about Elton John. Is that in the documentary? That's in the documentary. Yeah, that's very funny. Very he texts good. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he reads out a text from him, which is very funny because he heard something about, he had anxiety about songwriting or something. I think that but, He's um, a, uh, no, he feels. Wasn't it something like he feels like he's in, like imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome. And then that was Elton John like heard it and he sent him a text to be like, basically, your voice is amazing, your music's amazing, enjoy it, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It was so nice. Cop the fuck on. Yeah, he yeah, the kind of swears on, yeah. So, um, so he is a very likable guy. I'm not a huge fan of his music, but actually, he tells the story of some of the songs in the documentary, and my God, it makes Perfect. them mean a lot more when you mm. find out what they're about. You just think all his songs are about girls but they're not like um he's had a lot of hard times in his life his grandmother and his aunt both died within 12 months of each other when he was a kid so all that stuff is is there and he does develop this tick you know and um as i said there he gets to he gets diagnosed Tourette's during the documentary or whatever but at the start of the documentary, he's he doesn't really have the tick. And then, you know, it gets to crisis point where he can't stop, like, you know, yeah. and it's not a facial tick, it's his yeah. shoulders. So he's constantly doing it. And I, I was saying to Stuart, I was like, how is he not exhausted? Like, that physical movement, mm. like, oh my God, it was just... So he, he did, like, yeah. yeah, he did kind of wear himself out and, you know, he was very depressed and all that stuff. But anyway, watch the documentary to find out more. It's not, you won't come away from it going, oh my God, that was a brilliant film. You'll just be like, oh, that was interesting, interesting about his life. Yeah, you know? I've heard that. It's worth a watch. Yeah. So there you go. So Listen, will you answer uh, this for me? Because actually a few mm-hmm. people have asked me and I was wondering if it was music and while we're on music, might as well ask you or podcast. So what do you listen to when you run? What do you listen to? Podcasts. Do you? Yeah. yeah Although funny. funnily enough, now I've put a music playlist together for just Sunday because it is actually good one of the half marathons I did there, I had music on for the last, when I needed a bit Keeps of motivation, you, pumps you up, distract like, you a little, pumps you up a bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so any I'll share running my, songs now? I'll share my London Marathon playlist with you. <laughs> Actually, somebody said to me, check out Vernon Kay's Songs of the 90s or something, right? So I went on and looked at that and then I um, added some of those songs as well to, nice. to my playlist. So I can tell you a few things that are on it now. I embarrass myself. Um, 
cheesy stuff like or dense so I think probably make- oh it's proper dense yeah it's all I've, it's it's called London Marathon Madness 23 you can find <laughs> it on Spotify people um, so some of my favourites you know like Stupid Disco Junior Jack yeah. um, Clarity Z oh. um, I'll, I'll get the old ones for you that you'd recognise Something Good by Utah Saints Set nice. You Free from Entrance Set You Free very good yeah um Oh, there's other ones like Paper Planes from MIA and just those kind of, I don't know, anthems, you know. Nice. Um, oh, that's cool. There's loads of stuff on there. I always there's wonder what people listen to when they can do, when they do marathons, especially because it's such a long amount of time. I have, do you know what I have now? I was a bit panicked because it's typical. I finished, there's some Chemical Brothers on there, some Swedish House Mafia, um, all of that. Um, I was getting a bit panicked because I just finished the book I was reading audiobook yeah. and I was like damn it I won't be into another book you know and because yeah. it's four and a half five hours running yeah, probably nice. you know and um, now Claire and I are going to start together so hopefully I won't even need my headphones for a good while I might mm. not need them at all but um, John Ranson who I love who's a British writer but he's written loads of books he did the psychopath test and the minister yeah, yeah, quotes yeah, and all cool, that yeah. he's really good mm. he's got a new short book out it's like a three hour job nice um, on Timing. Audible called The Debutante it's it's kind of podcast come book it's kind of documentary mm. so um, good one so th- I've got to. that and in fact I said to him oh my god I'm so excited I've got something to listen to the marathon he liked my tweet Aww. I was like yes <laughs> Nice. Um, he's quite famous Bye. actually he lives in America but um, so I've got that to listen to and then I've got I listen to The Rest is Politics which is a politics podcast um, and I'll have that episode and a few other bits and pieces just to distract right. myself but I've been trying to figure out these coping mechanisms so things like you know if things get really bad you have to do the alphabet and spot the letters around the crowd so A Aww. on the back of someone's t-shirt B on a sign C on a, or count as high as you can or counting threes up to 3,000 or um, all these different things to sort of just take your um, focus elsewhere, you know. Um, You'll be so amazing. You'll be <laughs> brilliant. That's cool. That They're cool tactics. And have my little mantras, your race, your pace. Um, oh, oh. What's the other one? Think strong, be strong, finish strong, all that stuff, so... Oh, well, you'll be brilliant because <laughs> we're going to run out of time. I don't want you to run out of time in the middle of your mind. Send me the positive jujos, oh, yes, people. Yes, we will, we will. Oh, Best of luck, okay. Kel. We're very proud of All you. Right. Thanks very much. Right. Thanks for being back. back next week, everyone. hopefully, in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> Lo- love you all. Bye. Bye.